Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Welcome to the program. Pete Callender here. Happy Thursday. It is November 16th. Hey, Ed, what's going on? Ted Billick, everybody. Uh, Must listen to radio. (laughs) There you go. Thank you, Ed Billick. Uh, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. The email is Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. Thank you, sir. Um, and he's just delivering my, uh, my regular, he's like my, uh, magazine delivery, not a letter carrier, not a mailman. I get his scraps. I get his leftovers, uh, his magazines when he's done with them. Such good information. I don't want to discard I love it. it. No, I read them. He gives me his, uh, he uses his, he reads his Washington Examiner, and then he drops them off in the studio for me, and I read them after that. I kind of feel, are we like stealing, is that kind of like stealing cable? Yeah, is that plagiarism? No, it just expands your mind and helps you think like you do and adds a little uh, humor to it as well. There was a, um, there was a time when the the Charlotte Observer, I don't know if they still do this, maybe you know, but the Charlotte Observer uh, would invite people into their uh, editorial meetings and stuff like that to show people how it's done, this and that. And somebody from the station, this was like 20 years ago, they went to the Observer, and somebody at the Observer, like in management, told them that every newspaper, by their estimation, is read, it was a ridiculous number of times, like 20 times. Like every dead tree copy they claim was seen or read like a dozen, two dozen times. Before there was the internet and when it was just newspapers, yeah. Right, and that's what they would claim that that's what their and that's how they sold their ads was based on oh, that clever. estimated circulation. Clever, right? <laughs> right? I kind of feel like though we're sh- we're like sharing the music files, like when that was illegal. Well, you know what's great about that magazine is the caricatures. Yes, the if you've never seen the Washington Examiner magazine cover, they do the who is the artist? I don't know, but they're they're adorable and hilarious, and they're like. Spot on. They're like the uh, sketches that you get at the at like Carowinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether you go there and they they draw a picture of you, and it's like, oh, these like it's what a would, caricature. What, yeah. yeah. What would a caricature of you look like? Bad. I have one. Well, I had one a much from thinner uh, Pete. Now Bush. Gar- oh, I had it when I was. We went to Bush Gardens in Virginia back in like the eighties, and I had it done as a kid. And of course, I you know the braces on my teeth were like the size of my head. It's shiny, shiny. Yeah, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't great. It. It may have scarred me for a bit. Do not do that to your children. Just a heads up. If you're going around, you see one of these caricature artists, do it for mom and dad, fine. Don't do it to the kid. Because the artist, they're going to draw the way they draw, and they're going to exaggerate. You probably have dreams about that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Buck teeth. I don't have buck teeth, but it gave me buck teeth, big (laughs) braces. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah. And then, of course, we all got one done. So then everybody hung them on their walls and everybody else thought they were hilarious. But it probably scarred me. I don't know. Well, you're talking about it now. You brought it up. I did. Is this like a repressed memory, a recovered memory thing? Could be. It could be. Because I I haven't thought about this in like 30 years, 40 years. What are you talking about today? What are you going to cover? Biscuits and beatings. Ooh. Yeah. Biscuits, beatings, and BLM. There you go. All right. The alliteration there is fantastic. I'm I'm a professional. Don't try that at home. (laughs) Thank you for the uh, for the magazine, Ed. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining me on the program. 
All right, there you go. You can catch Ed. He does what? Uh, Carolina, Focus. Carolina Focus. Who do you got this week? Do you know? This is professionally parade. done here. All right, it's, it's all around all the things that are going on in Charlotte during the Christmas, Thanksgiving holidays. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the Visitor Center on, some other tidbits, and uh, some choice encore segments. Am I on there? No. Hey, you've been. Nice. All right. There <laughs> you go. Okay. Right. Carolina Focus, <laughs> Sundays at 7 right here on News Talk 1110 WBT. There you go. That's Ed Billick. I appreciate it, Ed. Good to see you, man. Um, yeah, so Beatings, Biscuits, and BLM. This is about the video that went viral uh, with the uh, – uh, it was on the – was it on the – I think it was on the gram, on the Instagram. And – oh, you know what? Hang on a second. I need to retitle this segment now. It's, it's Billick. Beatings, biscuits, and BLM. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> All right. Um, no, the uh, the the Boja- oh, Bojangles is on there. T- no, um, there was a video that went, I guess, viral on Instagram. I watched it, so you don't have to. And um, I guess when you shoot the videos and you upload them, you can put some little, you can put text on the video. And so whoever uploaded it put some text next or over the video like police beating a woman for no reason. And that's not true. There there were actually a couple of reasons and I like I don't know. I feel like when you use the term beating like you're going to take a beating. I feel like that's like a butt kicking, you know, like I like I feel like that's not like, for example, the woman who punched the cop in the face and then had her thigh muscle punched. I don't think that's a beating in either way, either direction. Her punching the cop in the face, not a beating. That's a punch, although she did it twice. Had she repeatedly done it? Blood is drawn, teeth are knocked out, that kind of thing. I'd say that then elevate. Maybe that's it. Blood? Is that is that the minimum? For it to be a beating, it needs to draw blood or bruise. Man, there's a lot. So I get blood, bruising, billick, beating. It's like all of these bees in here. Um I don't think that what the uh, what the woman did to the cop was a beating, and I'm not so sure that what the cop did to her either in response was a beating either. Did he punch her? Yes. Did he punch her a bunch of times in one muscle? Yes. Her, her thigh muscle, which is the meatiest of the muscles, which anybody who works at Bojangles, I think, should know that, right? There are other chicken parts that start with B, but we're not going to incorporate them into this discussion, Okay. This is just about the thigh. So the video shows a Charlotte Mecklenburg police officer striking a woman several times during an arrest. The video goes viral and you get all the people standing around. They're like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? You know, they're, you know, yelling at the cops. And you know that this video doesn't tell you the whole story because there are already like four cops there. There are four police officers, like, holding her down. There are, like, two others walking around. There's a whole mess of police officers there. There's a bunch of – there's another B right there, a bunch of – okay. There, you got a whole bunch of police officers all around this, this woman. Bunch of cars there. So you know you're not getting the full story. 
But, you know, people want this to be the moment that their video goes viral. And so, and and it, you know, it, it checks off the boxes. If you've got prior bias opinions, uh, then you're going to say, oh, you're going to see what you want to see there. This occurred Monday afternoon uh, in my old uh, uh, area of town, the Steel Creek area. It's off of South Tryon. Sorry, it's on South Tryon um, near, I think it's West Arrowwood. There's a Bojangles there. And apparently a couple of the employees got off of work and they walked over to the bus stop. And as you would, you know, one would normally do, uh, you just start uh, taking the pot, smoking that tweed um, at the bus stop. There's another B, bus stop. Um, so they go to the bus stop and they start uh, They start. Smoking marijuana and look at that, still illegal in North Carolina to do that. And so uh, they get approached by police who attempt to effectuate an arrest. And not only, by the way, is the smoking pot in public or really anywhere actually against the law. So not only is the open smoking against the law, but also the resisting arrest and the punching the policeman in the face. Those are all still illegal. That, that Those laws have not changed, as far as I know. So the police chief had to come out, make some comments about this. We'll get into that in a minute. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out um going over this story uh that occurred monday at uh south tryon down in the steel creek area a couple of employees according to um this is where did i get this from queen city news uh officers police officers observed two individuals who had apparently gotten off their shift at bojangles and uh they walked over to a bus stop And uh, the individual's names are Christina Pierre and Anthony Lee. And uh, they uh, the police observed them smoking marijuana at the bus stop. And uh, the CMPD said that the officers then told them they were under arrest. And I'm not sure you're aware of this, but generally speaking, people don't like to be arrested. Generally speaking. I mean, there are some people that do, but by and large, most people don't prefer to get arrested. Um, and so when faced with the prospect of like messing up their whole day, they got stuff to do. They got to pick people up from school or wherever, you know, got to go food shopping. It really does mess up your entire day. Well, I shouldn't say that. Depending on the jurisdiction, it could mess up your entire day. Some jurisdictions, it's just like an hour detour, you know, you, you could just. Because you, you go in, you get booked, and you come, you get processed, and you come out like immediately. It's just kind of like a turnstile deal, and then you're right back out on the street. Although I'm not sure, is that just for the violent offenders? Do we do that just for the violent people? I'm not sure. the The drug war uh, 
combatants. I think they're do they stay longer? And by the way, yes, this is a uh, th- this is a uh, these are casualties. These are battles in the quote war on drugs, which is actually a war on on people. Right? Uh, they got off work. They walked over to the bus stop. They smoked the weed and they took the pot and um, and then the cops show up and now they're under arrest. Now at that point, it would be a simple possession, I assume. Although the guy Anthony Lee, he apparently had a firearm on him, and anybody who has taken any kind of the firearm permitting classes and such, you know, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to be drinking alcohol with the gun. You're not allowed to be smoking weed with the gun. They don't like that, right? Using intoxicants while armed, not, not ideal. Okay. So the police chief says that uh, the unreleased body cam footage shows that the officers tried to arrest both of them, Pierre and Lee. And that's when Pierre interfered, punching an officer in the face at least twice. And once again, I feel the need to point this out. That is also illegal. And just as a general rule of thumb, if you punch a police officer really anywhere, but particularly in the face... You should expect to go to jail like that's like off of the Monopoly board. You go right to jail. That's why even in the game Monopoly, they don't even use that as an example because it's such an obvious go right to jail card. You know, you don't get to punch cops in the face, even though you're upset that your your day's schedule has been messed up. So she apparently punches a cop twice in the face. And then the situation escalated. Question. What kind of weed were they smoking? You smoke all the weed and then you start punching people in the face? What kind of weed is this? Well, I know it's not going to be laced with fentanyl anymore because Joe Biden, he got China to stop poisoning the whole uh, country, as I understand it. And a panda bear or two. That was part of the deal. A couple of pandas, no more fentanyl coming into America. And if you can't trust a communist dictator to keep his word on this stuff, right, who can you trust, right? Right. Uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg police uh, having to uh, come out and make a statement after a video went viral showing a police officer punching a woman who was on the ground, being held down on the ground by two or three other officers. Um, after uh, And so the video just shows the cops, like, on top of her, And it shows one of the officers, like, with these big punches. Boom, 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 just punching her. You can't really see where he's punching her, though. So the video, of course, goes viral. Oh, I should mention, cop is white, woman on the ground is black. Because, of course, because if it was any other racial mix, it probably would not be as, as viral a video. So... They uh, they uh, they eventually stand the woman up and they start and you could tell like she's still resisting them or uh, what so this, uh, refused arrest that's the way it was I've seen it reported that that she and her coworker or her friend or whoever was with her who had the gun and a backpack and was smoking weed with her at the bus stop um, and that's what prompted the police to come over to arrest them she then punched the cops and or one of the cops twice in the face. And then she refused arrest at the scene, according to Charlotte Mecklenburg police, which 
I was not aware you could do that. Could Did you know you could do that? You could just be like, oh, no, no, thank you. I choose not to be arrested. You know, like it, it, like they bring you the bread at uh, at the dinner table, you know, at the restaurant. Like, oh, would you like, you know, the, the basket of bread? And you could say, no, 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 I refuse the refuse the the bread service. It's kind of like that, I guess. But for some reason, CMPD would not let her refuse to be arrested. I've mentioned this before. Whenever we get into these types of stories, there is a there is a belief, particularly in the black community, that you have a right to resist arrest. Did you know that? You, that they say you have a right to resist. This is prevalent. And it's getting people injured. It gets people killed. The time to argue your case is not to the cop. It is to the judge. Arguing with law enforcement officers rarely yields the outcome you hope it will. It's not like you punching a cop in the face, calling them an idiot or any other slur. It's not like that is going to get them to be like, you know what? I've reconsidered. I'm not going to arrest you now. That never happens, guys, ever. Backup was called to the area, and once Lee, the the male, uh, was taken into custody, officers found a concealed, loaded 9mm handgun in his bag. The woman, Pierre, Christina Pierre, the one who was punching the officer in the face, uh, she continued to resist arrest at the scene, and after several commands to stop resisting, CMPD says that one of the officers struck the woman's right thigh in an effort to gain control. There's the, what's it called, the per, peroneal or peroneal, I don't know. There's a nerve that's there, and it's all, it's in the thigh. And so when you are resisting, you hit these large muscle groups. If you hit the muscle group, it it gets it's a submission move. It gets people to stop. Um, and so that's what they were doing. And that's part of their training, by the way. That is their training. Uh, CMPD said that the officer who administered the strikes was intentional uh, where the strikes were made. The use of compliance strikes uh, included in CMPD's uh, response to resistance directives. Okay. Now, keep in mind, the people that are outraged at this are some of the same people who will tell you that if a police officer shoots somebody who has a gun pointed at them or they go to raise the gun, right, like, like what was his name, Keith Lamont Scott did, right, walking around with the gun, raises it up, gets shot, I would point out by a black officer. But these are the same people a lot of times who say, why can't they just shoot him in the leg? So I'm trying to figure out the standard. If I have a gun and I go to point it at the law enforcement officer, they're supposed to shoot me in the leg. But if I punch them in the face and then resist arrest, I'm, they're not allowed to punch me in the leg. Do I have that right? So gun, gun on gun, totally, you can shoot me in the leg. But punching, you don't get, you don't get to punch me back in the leg. I want to make sure I understand this standard now because this is a whole different standard. I've never heard this standard before. I mean, I've heard the shoot him in the leg standard, which is ridiculous, but I've never heard it applied to the punching. So uh, this is, I think, vital new information. Uh, this is a public service announcement, I believe. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the hey, program. How you, uh, hey, hey how you doing? Good. I'm good. What's going I on? I see this stuff every day on YouTube. 
Every day. There's a half a dozen more new ones every day. Almost 99% of it is black women, and they'll play stupid. Like, they won't stop for two, three miles. The cop gets them over. They won't open the door. They won't open the window. Uh, they don't produce a license. They're not stupid. They don't have a license. Mm-hmm. In most cases, there's no license, or they have no insurance, or they got the wrong keg on the car. Um, and that's why they're not they're not complying. They think like the cop is going to give up mm-hmm. if I if I just some of them go on for like four five six hours trying to get them out of the car. I, well, so, I, I don't know six hours. I mean that would be like yes. a hot, that would be like, that would be a standoff at that point, right? You yeah, you can see it like four five six cops show up. I mean it's, it's a convention, right? I don't think it's six hours. I I, mean, I, I admit I would like I would totally believe that it lasts maybe uh, forty five minutes to an hour. Nope. I think that, you that, watch some of them. Yeah. You watch some of them because they tell you on the screen. Three hours later, <laughs> they are still trying to get it out of the car. Right. But yeah. the thing is, the cops are so polite. Right. They say please constantly. That they don't try to force them until it finally reaches the absurdity. Yeah. Of three hours. Well, this is. Uh, so I would say though, this is the benefit of the the dash cams and the body cams. This is why. Oh, absolutely. The, this is all body cam stuff we're watching. Right. And that's why I was a, a supporter, and that's why law enforcement was as well, of getting body cams on all the cops, because it not just protects the public from bad cops and bad police actions, but it also protects cops from the erroneous reports. And, the, yeah, the, uh, the uh, what would you call them, malevolent, malicious reports. Yeah. Bob, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Um yeah, it protects everybody involved, the uh, the dash cams and the body cams, more of them. Now, I don't know if it's going to take as long as CMPD thinks it's going to take to release this body cam footage in North Carolina. They, they've already put in the petition to the court, and I think a judge should expedite the release of the video, which, of course, I'm sure will, will go completely as viral as the one yesterday or Monday did, right? Totally. All right, so I came across a... Uh, a uh, study that was done in September, actually. The journal, this comes out of, uh, well, Science Direct is where the study got published. The Journal of Urban Economics, it's a, a report on, uh, well, here's the official title, Black Lives Matter's Effect on Police Lethal Use of Force. And at the beginning of the paper, there is an abstract, which I can't really make out because it looks very much it's just a bunch of circles and boxes and lines and stuff. That's a bit of art humor for you. Anyway, um, here's the abstract. How has Black Lives Matter influenced uh, police lethal force? An event study design finds census places with early BLM protests experienced a 10 to 15 percent decrease in police homicides from 2014 through 2019, around 200 fewer deaths. This decrease was prominent when protests were large and frequent. Potential mechanisms behind the reduction include police agencies obtaining body-worn cameras to curtail force and a so-called Ferguson effect, which meant fewer property crime arrests. But there was a trade-off. More reported Murders. So in these areas, the census areas that had the largest BLM protests, you saw a 10 to 15 percent decrease in police homicides. But you saw an increase in murders. 
and the property crime clearance rate fell. So they were not solving they were not solving the crimes. What else? Uh, talks about the murder of George Floyd on May 25th, 2020, ignited the second major wave, the first one being Michael Brown. Uh, in Ferguson, the protests had profound effects, including a decline in favorability towards the police, heightened awareness of perceived anti-black discrimination, a shift in public discourse towards the movement's agenda and increased support for police reform, particularly in liberal areas where both violent and nonviolent protests occurred. Consequently, police morale suffered, leading to a 279% increase in voluntary resignations among police officers. Because of these protests, fewer people have been killed by the police and more police officers use body-worn cameras, as is shown in this paper. Then talks about lawsuits, it talks about low morale. The findings of the study suggest that the BLM protests led police departments to pull back from interactions with the public and obtain body cameras, leading to increased crime and decreased police killings. Specifically, over the five years after local BLM protests, property crime arrests decreased by about 12%, reported murders increased by 11.5%, which equates to more than 3,000 additional homicides is the juice worth the squeeze on this maybe there was a better way maybe rather than demonizing all law enforcement maybe we could have i don't know been a little bit more constructive like yes do the body cameras and such yes try to implement different training and and reforms sure but i don't know maybe there could be a focus on creating uh like a, a ritual, if you will, of how to interact with law enforcement when you get pulled over, for example, or, you know, stopped at a bus stop for smoking weed. You know, maybe don't punch the police officer in the face. Stuff like that. You know, if in this way, we all would have the same script. We would all know that, oh, this cop is not doing the script or, oh, and the cop would know this person is not doing the script. And we would all know. I'm just spitballing here. Just an idea. Thank you.